Shout out to our sponsors, Kings Peak Coffee Roasters. Located on 412 South, 7th West in Salt Lake, Kings Peak has a wonderful coffee shop and roastery with great atmosphere, delicious coffee, friendly baristas, and plenty of parking. Offering to help anyone willing to learn coffee, Kings Peak is the place to go. Kings Peak is ethically and sustainably sourced, believing that everyone in the coffee supply chain should be properly supported through fair compensation and powered by real human-to-human relationships. Open Monday through Friday, 7 to 2, and Saturday and Sunday, 9 to 2, you will feel love the moment you walk through their doors. For any questions or inquiries or wholesale, visit them at kingspeakcoffee.com or just head on over. Good chance you'll see us there. Until the next coffee, my friends. Shout out to our sponsor, Solstice Malt. Solstice Malt is Utah's only craft malt house producing premium malt from local barley, oat, rye, and wheat. From farm to bag, Solstice Malt has a loving hand in each step of the way. Floor malted, flaked, raw, roasted, smoked, and everything in between, Solstice Malt does it all with pristine technique. Supplied and trusted by breweries, distillers, and all brew supply stores in Utah, we highly recommend using grain from Solstice Malt. For any inquiries or any questions, reach out to Solstice Malt on all platforms or shoot through an email at solsticemalt at gmail.com. Remember, without malt, there is no beer. Until the next month, my friends. You're listening to The Tastemasters, where we sit down and learn from artists within the world of craft beer, liquor, and various fermentation techniques. All right, family, we are here in the house of Proper again. I'm in the luxurious Proper right now. I, it's a special, I feel special right now. And I'm here with one of my dear friends, Becca Cardassio. Becca, how you doing? I'm doing so good. How are you? Good. Happy birthday yesterday. Thank you. How was it? It was a normal Wednesday. <laughs> good. I like it. Did, yeah. uh, did, I'm going to call Joey out. Did he uh, spoil you a little bit? Uh, we went to Benihana. We do that every year. It's our third year going. It started just because uh, when Addie was little, we would take her just to like distract her. And now it's our third year in a row going there. And she loves when they put the egg in the pocket and oh, chuck the yeah. shrimp around. And you, you guys like it too. Don't just say Addie. Of like, course. We have a great like time. Yeah. <laughs> so we have in front of you someone that's super importante here at Proper. Do you mind introducing our guest today? Yeah, we have the infamous, very hard to get a hold of, the secret like of proper. We have Andrew Tendick. He's our president and co-founder. Andrew, welcome, brother. Thank you. Appreciate you, it. You excited for this? I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is your first podcast then? It is. Very you, first. So what, have, do you listen to podcasts a lot? Do you do podcasts or you know, go-to podcasts? Yeah, I've, I've listened to your podcast quite a bit and uh, you know, definitely... Listen to them, especially lately on my drives back and forth to Moab. I've been listening to a lot. So. Oh, yeah. You could probably get like two or three in on that drive. Yeah. Nice. Definitely. So before we get into, because you mentioned a little Moab, because we're going to figure out why you've been going to Moab lately. But I want to know more about you. So before you and Proper got you were a thing, uh, talk to me about where are you from? What's going on here? You, you kind of mentioned earlier California, right? Yeah. Um, so I originally was born in Hawaii on the Big Island. Get out of here. Um, That's yeah. cool. And then was was still fairly young. We moved to uh, to Berkeley, California, um, and so lived out there for a few years, and then came out to Salt Lake. Nice. Been, been in Utah ever since. So how many? How long have you been in Salt Lake? Oh, since '89. So um, with a with a three year stint in Moab in the late '90s. So what brought you to? Uh, what brought the family to Salt Lake? Why Utah? Because you went from the sure. uh, you know the luxurious Hawaiian summer spot to. Utah, which is, I mean, beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It's but. not my choice for sure. Um, no, uh, it, my, so my grandparents, um, moved to Hawaii in the, I think late sixties, uh, early seventies. And my dad was a carpenter at the time. And so he went over there to help build their house. And, you know, as can happen when you go to Hawaii, you got, you know, sucked in and didn't want to leave. And yeah. so, um, yeah, my, my older brother and sister were both born over there and family lived over there for a while. And then, uh, my dad left to go to seminary to become an Episcopal priest, and that's why we moved to Berkeley. Awesome. So, yeah, he went, then, the, went the Jesus route, carpenter to priest, Oh, my God, yes, so. he did. <laughs> <laughs> and did you follow that route? What's your background? 
No, I did not. No um, carpentry Jesus stuff? Nope, nope. <laughs> uh, maybe more of the, the preacher's kid that um, got up to no good. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I basically, um, after high school, went up to the U of U, uh, went to college for a little while. And, um, you know, I, I actually started working in restaurants when I was 14. So as a freshman in high school, was um, busing tables at what used to be Eddie McStiff's Brewery down in Moab. Okay. Um, and then got into more of the kitchen side and then, um, yeah, you know, was up at college and not really knowing what I wanted to do, what I wanted to study and had a, a, a really good friend of my older brothers that, um, I looked up to and respected a lot that, uh, had become a chef and we, you know, just were chatting one day and I, I had never really thought about that as a career path and, um, decided that's what I wanted to pursue. So, uh, dropped out of college and and started cooking in kitchens. No full time. way! So, yeah. so can you still cook really well right now? Yes, uh, on the line. I you know, I mean, it's, it. it, it's been a while since I've uh, since I've been you know full time in a kitchen sure. professionally. Uh, I love to cook at home. You know, cook all the time there. But you know, might need a a week or two to get it. my bearings in the kitchen again. What's some uh, go to dishes at home? You married, correct? Yes, correct. Oh, shout out to your wife. What's your wife's name? Uh, Jenny. Jenny. Shout out Jenny. Yeah, she, so she gets wine and dined at home all the time. You're cooking, right? She does, yeah. Right, so yeah. what's some go-to dishes? Ooh, let's see. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of pasta, so, um, you know, love to kind of mix it up with, um, you know, cooked at an Italian restaurant years ago, and so uh, kind of try to pull some things out of the bag every once in a while there. Um, risotto is one of, my, one of my go-tos. Love risotto. Really? Yep. Um, yeah, that, that's... You know, and then like, you know, I'm a huge fan of Mexican food. So, you know, a lot of, um, variations on things there, I, you know, just basic stuff. We have kids too. So tacos and burritos, it's always yes. an easy one. Okay, easy so we're win. coming, Beck and I are coming over one of these weekends. Tell you what, <laughs> Let's that's, do it. You're, you're talking to my heart right now. Right. <laughs> Pasta, Mexican food, yeah. sold. Comfort okay. food. Right. Oh, it's always the best. Yeah. Tried making gnocchi for the first time the other day. Failed miserably. Oh. That's why I ever know. But hey, it's yeah. something I learned from it. It's difficult. It's just to get to get the the water in there, boil them right, and kind of get them to uh, pillow a little bit. Mm -hmm. It was difficult, but eh, you live and learn, right? Absolutely. I love it. So, what got you to proper? Bring us the proper Salt Lake culinary. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I um, uh, an old childhood friend of mine. So uh, Liam uh, Connolly, who's one of the co-founders of Proper. when I, when we first moved to Salt Lake, I was in second grade. And so, um, met him pretty much, you know, within the first year of moving here. And, um, so you know, yeah. for 30 years. Yeah. Known him for a long wow. time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, you know, we've, we've been good friends and after, after college, he, he, he left Salt Lake, went out to the East coast for college, came back and, um, got into the restaurant industry at that point. He, you know, started cooking and, and then his younger brother, Rio Connolly, um, you know, obviously have known for a long time as well. And, uh, you know, they had been homebrewing together for a long time. And then Rio um, also had left Salt Lake um, to go to college, came back. And I think he was like working at the Beer Nut and then kind of jumped on with the team over at Epic right when they were getting started and was, um, I think, like the number two over there under Kevin Crompton for the first couple of years. And then... Yeah, in that time period, we just started, uh, you know, uh, you know, initially just dreaming and bullshitting, and then eventually um, felt like we were maybe onto something with what we wanted to do and teaming up, and uh, you know, started started getting a little more serious about it. Meeting every, I think, like once a month, and then it just kind of ramped up from there. So that's awesome. And yeah. so this became kind of a, a pipe dream, and then a fruition, and here it is. We're here. Yeah. And how yeah. long has proper been open? Four? Uh, we opened um, Avenues. Actually, we'll be celebrating our 10-year anniversary up at Avenues Proper in April. Oh, so. 10 years? We got to blow that up. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. We will. I love <laughs> that. That's so. really cool. Congratulations. And Thank you. How many locations does Proper have right now currently? Minus the secret one. So we, we currently have four, technically. So, you know, Main Street, we have the uh, burger restaurant, Proper Burger, and then our brewery and, and uh, on-site bar and tap house. Uh, then we have Avenues Proper... Um, then we have a restaurant in the Stratford neighborhood, Stratford proper. And then we have a, a craft beer bar in sugar house. Ah, that's right. Uh, don't forget about the Viv soon to be the Delta center. That's right. We, we are up at the 
soon to be the Delta Center, returning forever. to the Delta Come Center. Come back to the Delta Center. Yeah. Keep it yeah. Delta Center forever. <laughs> so we do have a proper burger location there up uh, upstairs on the fifth floor. So. Do you really? When was that a thing? Uh, we we got in there. It was actually in 2020, I think, or mm-hmm. 2021. What? I guess I it's, it's been that long ago. since I've been yeah, there. Yeah, it was 2021, like halfway through the season. Yeah. Wow. So Congrats. I had no idea. I mean, yeah. I, I guess shows how often I go to the Delta Center. Well, you don't go to the Jazz games? Come I, on. I, I don't. Sorry. Yeah. Not because I don't want to. I just... It's far, guys. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, so then we got proper. Uh, you've been seeing production. You guys have won medals since you know Rio days. Nowadays, you guys continue to pro- produce great beer, and I love it. Thank what you. are you drinking right now, by the way? Uh, I am drinking the Leisure Brow, um, which is uh, you know it's a cold IPA. Um, you know, otherwise known basically as a hoppy lager, um, and this is uh, you know it was it was a beer that we used to do um, years ago as more of as a hoppy lager and um, reworked the recipe a little bit and, and kind of, you know, rebranded and, and we're launching it um, in coordination with a, a new project we have coming. So. Oh, should we delve into this project? I mean, we have to, okay, we need to, I can't up. hold it in anymore. Let's go. <laughs> we are on here for a reason, not just to meet Andrew, but you guys have a little, a proper secret. Yeah. Uh, Drop the ball. <laughs> Um, I mean, Leisure Bro, when we originally released it, anybody who's had it before knows that it has the delicate arch on it. So we recently uh, reworked it, re-released it as kind of a sneak peek because we are opening a location in Moab. Um, and that's going to be open on February the 10th. Yes. And uh, we're really excited. We're really excited. Absolutely. So how yeah. long has this been in the works? So this has been... Um, been in the works, you know, since probably the summer of 2020. Um, so the owner of the building down there, it's the space we're taking over for a long time was, um, a restaurant called Buck's Grill House down in Moab. Um, Tim Buckingham, who uh, was the owner and, and chef there, uh, I've known for a long time. And, um, actually, you know, I think it was 2017, um, like a year after we opened, uh, the brewery here at main street. Um, Tim's son was up at the U of U going to school and Tim came up and, you know, we, we got together and had, had lunch and had some, had some beers. And, uh, I, I remember at that point he had mentioned that eventually he'd be hanging them up and mm. would we ever consider Moab and, um, kind of stayed in contact ever since then. And then, um, you know, he reached out a few months after the pandemic hit and said, you know, he's not going to reopen. He, he was, he was done. Oh, damn. And, um, yeah, just said, would you guys be interested? And we had a quite a long back and forth, you know, it was a hard time to commit to a new project mm-hmm. in the middle of, uh, a lot of uncertainty and, and hardship. Um, and so I think, you know, I think we were back and forth for about a year and a half. It was, um, you know, I think we, we finally signed a lease with him in like October, November of 2021. Wow. Um, and then it's been uh, full throttle since then trying to get things open. So. Nice. And then February the 10th, we're going to have a huge ass party in Moab. You know it. Why Moab? What's, what's something that caught you with Moab? Because it's kind of, you know, southern mid-Utah, kind of a little bit sure. away from the rest of the community. But why Moab? Yeah. So, um, so you know, my... my uh, parents live down in Moab, my sister, her husband and their kids live down there. Um, so, you know, we had lived in Salt Lake for a number of years and then, um, decide, my parents decided to move down to Moab when I was a freshman in high school. And so we moved down there. Um, and they've been there ever since I was there for, you know, three years for the duration of high school and then, and then left. But, um, yeah, I mean, always loved Moab as a recreation area and just, you know, um, and, and the community down there is really wonderful. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, being three and a half, four hours away, it was a little bit of a, a, you know, a, a leap to, um, you know, to get over, I guess, as far as committing to it and, and, you know, operating, um, from, from that distance. But we've, you know, we, you know, because we had contacts down in Moab, we've been able to, um, piece together a really good management team. Um, our general manager, Chris Prentice, um, you know, was someone who, uh, knew a, a really good friend of my sister's really well. And, um, just, yeah, we, we were back and forth with the interview process for that role and, um, for quite a while. And, and it's something I think we all feel really good about. Ooh, so. I'm excited guys. This is yeah. really cool. Cause right now I feel like Moab brewing is in Moab, yeah. correct? But mm-hmm. I feel like not a lot of noise comes out. But I feel like putting proper, which makes noise up here, you guys kick ass. 
putting a proper down there just kind of makes sense. Let's, let's, let's bring, because yeah. Moab is a huge hotspot. It's everyone in the summertime, everyone's jeeping, everyone's just outdoors. So if, if there's good Utah community beer down there, it makes sense. That's really cool. And you need production yeah. down there? So we're, at least to start, we're not going to do big production. You know, we're going to have a little one barrel pilot system. Okay, cool. Um, so we'll do some experimental stuff and, um, you know, probably initially, you know, mix it up some on draft and maybe get into some one-offs that we're canning or bottling down Ooh. there. Um, and yeah, so, and we'll have a, you know, full bar. Um, we've got a new 20 tap system down there. That's really nice. Wow. So um, That's we'll awesome. have, you know, as much as we can kind of keep up with on the proper side, I'd say, you know, at any given time, you know, 12 to maybe 16 taps, and then we'll have some room for, you know, consistent guest taps as well. Guest taps. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you want one? <laughs> yes. I'm looking at you guys. Hello. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> I can work something out for you. That's really cool. It's really fascinating. When it comes to uh, Moab, do you think this, you know, you guys are launching in February, so it's like now fresh, easy going. Do you think, how, what, how long do you guys think it's going to take until people understand proper is there in Moab? That's a great question. Um, you know, the, the season in Moab really kicks off depending on the year, you know, anywhere from early to late March. Um, you know, if it's really good skiing up here that can delay the the season down there, but, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, but you know, certainly by the end of March, it's going to be very busy and we're fortunate that our location is on the way into town. So it's about oh, cool. maybe th- half mile, three quarters of a mile before you kind of come around the bend down to main street. Um, and there's a, you know, uh, there's a new couple new hotels right next to us. Um, a big new, um, like timeshare resort. And, uh, oh. there's, you know, a, a lot more that is starting to happen on that side of town on the North end of town. So, uh, you know, we're hoping people will discover us pretty quickly. This is so, really cool. Any, yeah. any, any idea to have collaborations within Moab? For like businesses down there or even Moab Brewing? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we did, so for the the Brewers Guild, the Collab Fest, we did a, a collab beer with Moab. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yep. That's We've been right. friends for a long time. Yeah. 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 You know, we had, uh, uh, had, had you know, a couple of people on their team up here. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, we pop in there pretty much every time we're down to Moab and have beers and eat, eat their food. We love Moab Brewery. So I definitely will be doing, you know, some joint things with those guys in the future. I mean, one um, thing that Prepper's always done, when we opened up Avenues, um, Prepper in the Avenues, we were the first place to ever do a guest tap. We actually started that here in the state. So we've been supporting our local um, other breweries. And then Craft, of course, which we own, oh, which yeah. is you know Utah's only Utah-only beer bar. We have hundreds of beers, and it's only Utah. So all we do is support the state. And people ask us this question all the time, if we're going to distribute outside the state or move outside the state. And all we've ever done is just grow our state and our community. So mm, we're helping you out. You know, we, you just brought us a bag of malt today. We like, you know, <laughs> you bring us stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we, we do some work and, and to help out, you know, anybody who gives us a call, it yeah. might need a little something here and there, but the Utah beer community is very tight knit. You're aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really love our community. So I think it's only helping. It's going to bring more people to drink craft beer down in Moab. And yeah, I right. think it's just going to get more and more, you know, people into craft beer. So, cause I'm, I don't understand. I've been to Moab a couple of times, you know, as a sure. visitor, kind of as a guest, just, but I don't know what the community's like down there. Right. So it's really cool to see someone that I know is a powerhouse that I, in my mind, see as a powerhouse in Salt Lake in Utah, going down to Moab to a place I think is cool, but mm-hmm. I don't, I couldn't tell you what the vibe is down there. I'm not, haven't been there, lived there. Right. Sure. But you guys are going down there and you're bringing the vibe with you and then kind of enter. Yeah, I feel like you guys are the gateway drug for the gateway <laughs> beer for Moab. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's really cool. One of the things that we're trying to do down there as well is, um, you know, Moab has been there a long time and, and they do a great job. Um, you know, and they're kind of, they're on the opposite end of town, right? They're mm. kind of towards the end of main street. Um, and you know, crazy busy all the time. And, but you know, I think that Moab has grown to a point where, you know, there's enough, enough business to support more than one brewery down there. Um, and I didn't know that. Like, I just think it's it's like a, I don't know. Yeah. Only, only busy during the summer and springtime. And that's it. That's how I see it. it, It's interesting. It's definitely, you know, the season, um, in Moab used to be really focused in maybe two months in the spring, two months in the fall. And, uh, more and more that's kind of, you know, the, the busy season has extended, you know, earlier into the, you know, earlier in the spring or late winter and later in the fall. And, and it's, you know, becoming more and more of like a year round destination outside of maybe 
a month, month and a half in the wintertime. That's so, really cool. See, and this is, again, uh, you're educating me because I have no idea what Moab, to expect from Moab. I have yeah. no idea. You'll yeah. learn this year because you're going to come down and see us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I want to do uh, some uh, whitewater rafting down there. That'd be really cool. And we then, should get a little Jackie King up at Roosters uh, to come and like lead a brewery uh little white water yeah trip. jackie can help us with that because she loves that loves that yeah our uh, our gm chris down in moab um has been a river guide as well and uh own, cool. owns his own boat so we actually went down this last summer when we were down there and um definitely we'll be doing a lot of that i'm forward. excited so, for this yeah. uh, how long do you think uh, or how, how many times have you gone been going to moab in the past couple months um you know probably a couple times a month hmm. you know um so just depending on the depending on how long each trip is, but, um, yeah, certainly going forward these next few months, it'll be a lot, you know, we want to make sure that we're, you know, we have a great team up here in Salt Lake and we have some really great people that have joined the team down in Moab. Um, but we want to make sure that we're providing, you know, the level of support that's needed to get everything off the ground and, Mm. um, you know, make sure that we're, we're, consistent and hitting the the quality that we want to see coming out of the restaurant. And, uh, but yeah, you know, and certainly we'll be ongoing after that. Maybe not quite as intense as the next two, three months. But, this is really cool. Yeah. So I'm just kind of geeking out about this one barrel system you guys have down there. Yeah. Uh, who's going to christen that system? Do we know yet? Is that a secret? Cause I, I mean, I mean, and what's going to come out of that? Is it going to be an experiment? Is it going to be like a proper beer? It'll be something from one of our brewers. So obviously we're going to be going down all the time, Mm. um, checking on the beer, doing a lot of like staff education, things like that. The brewers will be heading down quite a bit. Um, So I would probably uh, throw it out there that probably next month uh, after we open, when Jeff Bunk goes down there, he'd probably do a little something. something. A little little christening. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly would be probably Jeff's call on that if he wants to, you know, have the inaugural or pass it off to to Steve, um, our head brewer. So um, yeah. yeah, I'd say probably one of those two, or maybe both of them. Do you so. have an idea of what you would like to see out of that system or is this kind of like a, in their hands? You know, we've mostly in their hands, I would say. I mean, I think that, um, you know, again, I think initially we'll probably do some just kind of one-off fun draft beers. Um, you know, obviously the nice thing about pilot systems is it's a place where we can experiment and try some new things and yeah. see what we like. Um, but, you know, we've, we've talked for a while about getting a, you know, a bottling, you know, like maybe like a two head filler hand bottling system. Yeah. So this would be a good opportunity to do something like that and, you know, maybe take it back and forth from avenues to Moab and be able to do some, some fun, you know, experimental one-offs and stuff. Oh, I'm excited so. to see experimental one-offs from proper. I can, I, cause you guys have, I think I'll put it out there. You guys have the most interesting names for beers in the state. <laughs> That's I true. will say that. Thank you. So I feel like you guys are going to have the most interesting experimental beers i mean we have a very extensive and eclectic lineup um and then our one-offs of course because we have all these entities that we can sell through uh we've always been able to do kind of whatever we want which is really exciting so our package stuff has quite a bit of planning uh, but our our draft one-offs can sometimes come together really quickly which is really fun and exciting so right. i think as a brewer um you know with our with our team they love to have you know the freedom to be able to change things up and do different things like for a while like we were brewing quite a lot of yacht rock we were kind of like joking that we were the yacht rock factory <laughs> um, you made a beer that kicked ass we, sorry we <laughs> do produce quite a quite a bit of beer um, and we have our distribution outlets um, but for in-house it's so much fun to allow them to have those you know creative outlets and just let them kind of have like free reign essentially mm-hmm. on like doing something funky or unique. We just did that Australian sparkling owl with y'all down in uh, down in Lehigh, which Thunder was cool. Thunder Cougar Falcon Bird. Um, so yeah, one. so um, you'll see a lot more of kind of like wild and fun, exciting and very eclectic names coming out of our draft and our one-offs. Um, and then of course we have our core lineup and then our extensive lineup as well. Right. I'm excited to see what comes out of the, you know, the proper game in Moab, yeah. you know, because uh, you guys, I feel like you guys have, if it's, if it's not good, you guys won't really say it. it's always about quality. And so I feel like bringing even more quality to Pro- Moab is great. And it's gonna be. They need it. I feel like, and and that's a good hot spot for people to see Utah beer as this this hub of tourism, right? Is Moab. So, uh, Andrew, going through Moab, you're going to open in Moab. Is there more places within Utah you're looking at? No, not not currently. No. So, would you like to like? You'll say you venture off into St. Jeezy. You're looking at Cedar I, City, Logan. As I, I don't stare think you down. So. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> think so. I, you know, Moab was. Um, you know, not something that was, was necessarily part of a, a long-term plan. Um, 
And if, if we didn't have the context that we have in Moab, I, I wouldn't consider it, you know? Yeah. And so I, I don't see St. George. I mean, that's, it's a long ways away. And so if, if we don't have kind of the community that, that I already have in Moab, um, somewhere else, it just wouldn't really make sense. But, gotcha. um, yeah, as of now, we're, we're not looking to, to grow anytime soon. So, so we're okay back. Yeah. A little well, bit. <laughs> I mean, proper has never really expanded for the sake of expansion. We've never just like jumped into something. Um, I mean, everyone in the community, I think would know that we do things kind of at a slower pace. Like we want to have, you know, a good feeling about it. Like we want to do it the proper way, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we've gotten to the point now where you're not allowed to say we will never open anything. Cause that <laughs> means that next week you're going to be like, guys, guess what? <laughs> That's um, but That's we'd have never just expanded to expand, which I think is lovely. Like we really are very thoughtful about what we're doing and how we're um, represented in the community and what we're doing to, better the community when we are doing an expansion. So we're not just going to Moab because, Hey, we like Moab. Like Andrew has such strong ties and it feels very like home and community down there. So we want to bring that same kind of like proper community home feel just down where we already go. I'm glad you said that Becca. So I want to ask you, Andrew, what does proper mean to you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, proper really is, um, I mean, I, I think Becca said it right, you know, community. I think, you know, when we, when we first opened um, Avenues, you know, we, you know, again, back to this time where Liam and Rio and I were formulating this idea of, um, you know, opening a, a restaurant and brewery. And, you know, one of the things that, especially back then, um, you know, we saw and, and really liked in other cities, other states that didn't exist in Utah was um, like a neighborhood brewery, you know, true neighborhood brewery. And so, um, you know, at the time we were the, you know, I think really the first like nano brewery in a neighborhood. And, you know, we had to jump through a lot of hoops with the city to even get the licensing back then. Um, But, you know, that was something that was intentional. We wanted to be in a neighborhood and part of a community as opposed to maybe just opening up downtown or something like that. And um, so that, you know, that's always been kind of a thread of what we do. And, um, you know, from a product standpoint, um, you know, it's, it's really all about the product. It's, it's, uh, you know, I mean, you can have all your cliches of, um, you know, but we, we really do try to focus on, um, you know, making things from scratch in the kitchen, um, you know, using the correct technique, whether it's in the kitchen or in the brew house, right. And, and giving the respect to, you know, using quality ingredients, the, you know, local, regional, um, and, and and really giving the ingredients the respect they deserve. I think, you know, um, one thing we've always tried to, um, to accomplish is to not cut corners, you know, not like on, on the brew side, which you're obviously familiar with, like if a beer needs, you know, 25 days to sit in the fermentation tank to be ready. You know, we, we, we didn't want to get caught in the game of, um, you know, at 20 days we're pulling it because the distributor needs it or something like that. Mm. And so that was actually a big reason why when we opened the brewery, we started as a self distributing company. Um, so we could really grow at our own pace and, you know, at the point where we did sign with Carlson distribution, um, we, we were ready to grow, you know, we had the foundation to grow a little more rapidly and, and really be able to keep the quality. So, um, yeah, I think really it's just, you know, and I think with, with the beer, with the food, it's something that we, you know, we like to do things that are familiar, but with our own, you know, have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, Our own little twist on it, but we're not, you know, we're not doing molecular gastronomy in the kitchens or different things and trying to like, we take our beer and our, and our food seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously. So, you know, we have this fun, playful, proper, you know, we're, Never prim, always proper. That's our, our That's thing. My, my old Sifu used to always say, you know, take life seriously, but don't take life seriously. Take life seriously, but don't take life seriously. I really do enjoy that. Yeah. Because it's totally true. Yep. Take a chill pill. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But so, also, like, if you're doing something, give it your all. Right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And do it right. So. so what Becca was saying with bringing the family kind of to proper family to Moab. So what's, what, what do you envision proper doing to Moab or not doing to Moab? What do you do now? Proper is in Moab. What do you see happening? Sure. Um, I think, you know, this extension of the idea of community, we're really excited to get down there. Um, there is such a great community of in, in Moab and, you know, there's obviously, a big influx every year of tourists from all over the country, all over the world. Yeah. So on, you know, on one hand, it's a great platform to kind of showcase our brand and, 
get some exposure in a different way than we get here. Um, but also to bring something to the community down there that, you know, we're not just here to, you know, in Moab to cater to the, the tourists. We're here to, to be part of the fabric of the community. And I like that. Um, you know, we, the, the property that we've taken over is, is really great. There's a big, um, big patio in the back. And then there's a big area behind that with a stage that's built in. Um, Oh, so we're going to terrace that, you know, into little like six or eight foot deep sections that go up a foot. Um, so for live music or movie nights or different things like that, you know, we can host a lot of community events back there. This is really cool. I can't wait. I've seen the, before you guys, uh, the before picture. Yeah. I've seen it. I can't wait to see the after picture. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with that. I'm excited. On February 10th. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so pumped. Yeah. You know, we've, we have some dreams of, you know, trying to get a, a beer fest or something down to Moab regularly. So we'll, we'll, we'll update you on that. If anything gets formulated a little more seriously, Say, Moab, the proper way fest. What? <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, for my friends on that note, we're going to take a quick break, refuel and come back. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. We'll be right back. Shout out to our newest sponsor, Iambar Holistic Healing. As a family, we here as Taste Master team want to advocate self-care and wellness. Life is a beautiful journey and can have many stresses along the way. Iambar Healing is a wellness studio focused on integrated holistic health, wellness, and healing. They are here to offer modalities, tools, technologies, techniques, and support in all areas of healing that are unique to you, both individually in private one-on-one settings and collectively in group settings. Deep healing is a journey of education, empowerment, and owning one's responsibility for personal health. Healing techniques such as yoga, reiki, sound bath, educational seminars, massage, breathwork, and so much more. Iambar Holistic Healing is a one-stop shop for all things healing, health, and wellness, ranging from esoteric energy work to allopathic medicines. Check them all out on social media platforms or online at eambar.co for all updated events. I personally choose Iambar for all my breathwork sessions. I tell you this, it's changed my life. Investing in yourself is priceless. Become your higher selves, my friends. Outlaw Distillery's coffee rum is back in stock. Outlaw makes some of the best rums in the game. Don't believe us? Head on over to Outlaw Distillery located at 552nd West, 8360 South Midvale, Utah for a tour and tasting. Their staff is well trained and leads with full passion. With homegrown grain to glass, Outlaw Distillery carries some of our favorite weekday sippers like vanilla bean rum, spiced rum, honey bourbon, and that delicious bourbon whiskey. Trust us when we say it should be outlawed. It's so good. Yeah. Until the next spirits, my friends. All right, family, we are back. Andrew, questions for you right off the bat. I'm excited for your Moab. I'm excited what you've done here in uh, Salt Lake County. Do you ever venture to go into Utah County? It's not on the... It's not part of the plan at this at this time. Ah man, I yeah. thought I could get it. like can we, can we get a proper burger in, in Utah County? It'd be fantastic. I would love that. Never say never, but it's mm. it's not. Becca's like, give me give me a week. <laughs> give me two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So you're big dog. You understand what's going on. You're making a lot of decisions. You're, you're I feel like you're going around all time, all cylinders. You're a busy man, Andrew. Like you're a busy man. Sure. Have you ever taken the time to sit back and brew? Have you ever brewed? On the like, watch the brewers. I've you know, um, I've I, so I've homebrewed before. It's been so you have homebrewed a long time. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, that was before we opened proper um, personal endeavors. You know, went out the window about ten years ago. Um, but uh, I I have not done like a full brew with the current crew. I think when we first started Avenues, uh, you know, spent some time with Rio and you know learned a good bit. You know, being on the brew for blue brew floor at various times. Um, but I don't know that I've done a full, like open to close shift in the so, brewery. Like in my mind, this yeah. is, this is where I'm going. Uh, I feel like a brewer is a, a chef yeah. with liquid. And I think Absolutely. your chef skills being in the brew deck would help. I do think so. So I feel like you should get at least one day sometime this year in 2023 and just watch the brew and see how these chefs that you hire, See the magic because you guys are producing fantastic beer. 
I agree. I, you know, I think that we, you know, we're fortunate to have a, an incredible crew and um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I often relate beer and food, you know, I think that there is, there's so many similarities in just kind of overall approach and how things operate. Um, you know, I think the, uh, um, yeah, just, you know, the, the, the brew process is, is definitely an interesting one and it's, I was talking with Bunk uh, and Steve about this fairly recently, but just, you know, the, the like different areas of the brew house um, or, or of brewing where you have like, you know, you've got the hot side and then you've got, you know, packaging and you have cellar work and how you have to have all of these things working in coordination with each other to produce a really good product. Absolutely. And, you know, relate that to like the front of house and the back of house in a kitchen, right. Or in a restaurant. And, um, you know, if you just know the hot side, I think one thing that, that Bunk does really well is he gets the whole team down there to work in the different areas and they'll spend time, you know, Hey, this month you're in the brew house and this month you're in cellar. Um, so they have, you know, they may, you know, maybe everyone has their own specialty or the area that they're, you know, the most proficient, but they have a good understanding of how everything else operates. And right. I think that's really, um, you know, critical to putting out a good product again, just like in a restaurant, you know, you can be an incredible chef, but if you don't understand the front of house side and you don't understand what the team out front is dealing with and, and what their needs are to give a good experience to the customer, um, you know, then you're, you're not going to be able to operate at, you know, your highest level. Well so. said, brother. And I feel like you hiring Jeff Bunk was one of the smartest moves you've made. I'm going to say that real quick. I'm going to pipe in for one second and yeah. say that Andrew, I've known you for nine years. I've worked with the company um, since almost the beginning. And Andrew has this amazing knack of seeing the potential in people or seeing the right fit for people mm. and putting them in those positions. So he never kind of offers you and says, you're going to do this job. He puts you kind of in line almost like to figure it out yourself. So Jeff wasn't hired here as originally as the um, brewery operations manager, but he put him in this role that I think kind of like Jeff found like what he's, his skills fit like what we needed. And he kind of, kind of moved through what mm. he needed to do to become where he was. And I think the same is true for me. You know, I started as a a server at avenues, um, back in 2014 and, you know, like through everything, you've kind of given us all the tools and also the support to kind of figure out for ourselves, like how to be successful and then have kind of like, let us move up through those. So, and we have a number of people in this company, uh, through all of the years who are very high up and have worked their way through the company who were just kind of like given the opportunity to, to figure out who they were in the company and like yeah. find their own place. And that's something that I think that you have a very good skill for. So it's just kind of seeing potential in people and then letting them like tap into their own potential a bit. So yeah, I've, I've sure. always felt like very supported by you. And I know that Jeff has agreed with this is that, you know, you see us and you let us kind of make the decisions and, you know, guide us where we need to be guided, but also allow us to like make decisions and, you know, like own our positions, which has been really cool. That's badass, Andrew. That's badass. Cause you, you. you have this ability, cause you're, you're an intelligent individual. Like I can tell it's clear. It's arguable. <laughs> the wife's not here. We're okay with that. <laughs> but the thing about it is you've developed a team that you don't, I feel like I'm going to say it's in the most kindest way. You kind of like, you let them do their thing. You don't got to hover. You don't got to worry about them right. because they have their shit together and you've facilitated a way to make that happen. And that's really cool, man. That was a, such a cleaner way to say what I just said. <laughs> Thank a, you. There, there was a, I don't, I can't remember if it was a podcast or something I read a long time ago, but there was like some, I don't know, CEO business person that, uh, there was a quote that always resonated with me, which was, um, hire good people and get the fuck out of the way. And I, I like that, you know, it's kind of like, sure. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, right? We should probably put that on the conference room wall right here. <laughs> there we go. But you know, I think we're really fortunate to have some incredibly skilled people, um, at proper and on the team and, and people like yourself, Becca, that have, you know, been here for a long time and grown with the company and, and grown in your own roles. And, um, it's been really cool to, be a part of and to, to see that happen. Um, you know, uh, I remember, I remember when Becca came in and interviewed and I think we were about a little over a year into avenues proper and, um, you know, maybe like, you know, I don't, I don't think at that time we had any idea. We didn't have aspirations beyond what we were doing up at avenues at that point. Mm. Um, so this is all kind of new to me and it's, uh, you know, as far as where, 
know, this is not necessarily what we expected 10 years down the the road. And, um, but it's, yeah, it's been really fun to be a part of. And, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, you mentioning bunk, you know, Rio actually hired him, uh, I think within a year before he um, left to go open a cider company. And uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really cool to see Jeff uh, in the brewery kind of, kind of take the bull by the horns and really um, take command of the brewery over the last couple of years. It's I like really watching cool. him so. because he's an, I think he's an example to me in the, in the brewing industry and as a leader, because yeah. I feel like he's got a good leader. So it's really cool to see that you, as a leader, as a boss, how do you, cause I've not been in this position where you kind of just, Turn away and be like, "Here you go, take the reins." Like, how do you how do you not want to like, you know, grab it and be like, "Because eh. I've seen ownerships where ownerships like sure. they want to micromanage. I've seen ownerships where they have they want to have their foot in the door. Sure. But you kind of like, I trust my staff. I trust my team. And you do get the hell out of the way. Yeah, I, I think there's a you know, I mean, if anything, sometimes I maybe feel like I need to be less out of the way. Um, and you know, I think we've you know, one we've we're we, we're all really busy all the time. And so, um, you know, definitely as we've grown over the years and kind of getting to figure out my own management style and mm. kind of seeing like, you know, I think if, if I'm in a hiring process, I have a, a much better sense maybe than I did years ago of the type of person that I think would flourish and work well with the company. Um, you know, because if, if it's, if you're somebody that needs, you know, constant direction, very specific, you know, uh, tasks, projects, deadlines, all of those things. Um, and a lot of consistent oversight, um, this, you, you might not flourish here, you mm. know, on the other hand, if you're really a go-getter and you're someone that, um, you know, not only is intelligent and competent, um, and passionate, but willing to put in the work to, you know, to improve your own skills and get better, um, you know, then I think people can really succeed. And, uh, you know, Becca is a phenomenal example of that. It's been really, we're, we're very, very fortunate to have Becca on the team and to yeah, see are. the, you know, the skills that she's developed, you know, from, you know, again, back when it, we were a restaurant and it was just being so passionate about beer and wanting to learn more and learn more and, um, and to see what, that passion has translated into over the years. It's really cool. But that, that's, that's proof. Beck is just one of many where it's just, you're giving faith in your workers. That, that's simple. Like, sure. you're like, here you go. I trust you and don't fuck up the trust. I don't think there's ever been something that I have uh, asked for of this company in a way for me to grow personally or um, professionally that I've ever gotten a no from. I think that that's been something really great. So, I mean, when I started, I said, I want to learn more about beer. And I was given every like opportunity to do so. Um, and so, you know, I wanted it. So I did. And it was, you know, available. And then moving through that, I, you know, my first interview, I was basically like, I want this job. And then my next interview was when I wanted to become a sales rep. And I was like, I'm going to be your sales rep. And you were like, okay, so do it. And, you know, it's always <laughs> just been kind of like, okay, if you want to do something, do it. And we're going to give you the opportunity, but you still have to do it. Right. So, you know, with Jeff, he'll come in and be like, I want this. And Andrew's like, okay, so do it. Like, right. It's yeah. been a, yeah. Like if, if you, if you do the job and you ask to do the job, then you can have the job. Yeah. As long I'm as like, nobody else already has well, yes. the job. <laughs> hey, Andrew, can I have your job? I'm just kidding. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, sure. JK. So Andrew, going based off that, and I'm, not trying to call anyone out, or I just, I'm curious. Do you guys have like a, a a private staff party here and there? Do you guys have like a annual or biannual kind of like a staff appreciation? We or talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we do an annual staff of- party. Uh, we, I mean, we've done one every year except for last year. We ended up doing just a a, a staff gift for everyone because I think with the it was like right with Omicron or whatever. And it wasn't, it wasn't the best time to mm. try to do one, but in general we have uh, always done a staff party and you know, it's that's certainly changed over the years. You right. know, it used to be a really intimate, um, like we would do like white elephant gifts and have, you know, some, some wild, wild times up at avenues proper back in the day. And that was when we had, you know, 20 to 25 people on staff. So that's why I'm asking. Cause you yeah. have a lot of locations. So like, how would yeah. you, how would one go about that? And now you're having a Moab for three and a half hour. You know, how are you going to do that? We're yeah. going to have to do that office, like inspired company picnic. We're going to have to, we've talked right. about this. We have talked about this, you know, we'll get the, uh, the different t-shirts for every location and we'll have like a volleyball <laughs> tournament and <laughs> everyone will be, that's you know, fun. 
which is the best location who will be on top. Right. It's, I, it, that would be a fun idea. That's why I'm we, asking we've that definitely question. Joked about that and and I, I think, you know, and it's, it's something we've looked at with, I think as lo- as we've, um, as we've gotten bigger, you know, like, I mean, we've, we've done things like, you know, renting out urban lounge or beer bar, things like that, where we can have a, a lot more people, but even since growing since then, you know, we started to look at like, we may not, you know, be able to do that anymore. Right. If, if you do, you know, people are, cause we, you know, especially now, you know, more of our staff have kids or, you know, spouses and different things. And so wanting to make sure that it's, um, more of a family friendly event as much as possible, which is a, a far cry from where, where it started at avenues. Um, so like this last year we did, a you know, a, a kind of a, not just a bowling alley. It was like was a, it round like, one, which is an arcade, a bowling alley yeah. of karaoke oh, yeah, rooms. By, like, yeah. Slackwater, right? I know. Yeah. They, I got the idea because Slackwater did their party there and oh, I have tires. That's so. Cool. so that, and that was, that, you know, that was fun. I think just having it be something that is family friendly. It was right. earlier in the day as opposed to uh, going all night. And, but yeah, certainly, you know, we'll see how that evolves with Moab coming on. And if we, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to get everybody together from mm-hmm. different locations. Um, Moab will present an additional challenge where maybe we're doing, you know, individual parties and then a big gathering once a year or something. I just don't know how, cause you, I don't know how you have the, maybe you don't have the patience. I'm just assuming you have the patience and the, and the space for all these employees and all these subsets of proper. It's just fascinating to watch, and because I'm looking at you right now, Andrew, mm-hmm. you seem very calm, very collect. You intelligent. You, you understand what's going on. You're not someone that just wants to like, get this over with. Look at me. Let's go. And you, you know, I don't get that sure. sporadic energy. So, yeah. someone like, how are you doing this? How, would you take time for yourself? How would you do? Do you meditate? Do you take baths? Uh, what's going on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't uh, I don't meditate much anymore. I used to do a get lot back of that. To that. Yeah, um, but you know I. You know, I have, uh, I have two kids. Um, and so, you know, definitely being able to like, you know, when I'm working, I'm working and, and really, I think I've done a better job, especially in the last handful of years of like trying to have more boundaries with like, you know, I'm turning my phone off. I'm not answering texts and calls and, um, checking out and just spending time with the family. And that's, you know, that's maybe my, my form of meditation these days. So I'm respectful. I love that. Yeah. That's I really can cool. say that you are very in the moment. So, um, there's a scene in like knocked up. I think when she's like interviewing doctors and, or somebody and it's like, they don't answer your call or something, but it's like, because while they're in a moment that you're giving everything in that moment. So there can be sometimes like frustrations that maybe you are not, as punctual as maybe you can be or as available, but yes. when you are in the moment and when we have a, a meeting, you don't cut the meeting short because you have something else. Like you will finish mm. that meeting and you will give a hundred percent of your attention and a hundred percent of your like mental capacity to that moment. And that I think is something that is, is really nice as an employee. So, you know, I know I might not always get, um, you know, a call back on something, but I know that when I do talk to you, it's going to be like very, um, very like pointed, like, you know, exactly what we're discussing and you're not distracted and you're not thinking about 10 other things. The quality of a sure. quantity. Yeah. Uh, it's I mean, that I, simple. I, I think, um, and, and I think we probably all deal with this in our individual, you know, roles and jobs, but like, um, you know, one thing, especially as we've, you know, grown fairly rapidly and had so many different things going on is to, um, you know, one to be able to entrust more people and, and have, you know, I think we have a, you know, the best management team, uh, company wide that we've ever had right now, which is, which is huge. Um, and, and as part of that is trying not to overcommit as much as possible. I think, you know, mm-hmm. there were times where I used to maybe always wanted to be helpful or do things and maybe had a hard time saying no. And, um, you know, that can lead to being late right. to meetings and all these other things. And right. so trying to, trying to get Back a to the boundaries though. Yeah. And having healthy boundaries. Yes, absolutely. Right. So, so here's, here's a big question for you. Goals for 2023 for proper. You know, I think, I mean, one is, is to successfully launch uh, Moab and, and try to, you know, make an impact um, down there and, um, you know, getting our, our staff down there just kind of up to speed with, becoming a part of the proper family and, and, you know, knowing who who we are and having that relationship with, um, our, our team up in Salt Lake. Um, so that's, you know, that's a big part of it. Um, 
I think, you know, with everything that we have here, you know, the last, last few years obviously have been really tough, especially, um, in our industry, you know, the, mm. the restaurant business, the bar business, um, has, has been very challenging through the pandemic. And, um, so I think, you know, we've, we've been able to maintain a really great core of, uh, management and upper management, but we've also lost some, uh, some depth as I would, uh, I would call it, you know, as far as like, you know, I, I think the whole like restaurant industry experiences and even the bar industry where like you have veterans that, uh, maybe moved on to got out of the restaurant industry and stuff. And so, um, it's getting kind of this, a, a lot of times a newer class of, um, of staff up to speed with, with how we do things. And I think that, um, you know, that's somewhere, uh, an area where we really want to focus this year is just to, you know, hone in on at, at the locations that we have currently, you know, how do we get better and how do we improve the customer experience, improve the quality of the product that we're putting out um, and the consistency. And so. you're, you're like that chef, you're putting love into it. Yeah. And sure. I really, I really see that. I really see you're, you're, you're a leader where you're sitting back you're observing and you're like, what's the next step? And instead of freaking out or instead of losing your shit, you're sure. trying, and it's really cool, Andrew. This is really cool. I'm glad that we got to sit and talk about this. This is, whew, this is awesome. I like proper. I've always liked proper. Um, when it comes to proper yeah. in a glass, proper in a can, um, for these tourists, you're going to sort of serve in Moab. So anyone that comes into Salt Lake, when someone sees proper, what do you want them to see when you see proper? When you, the, the guest sees proper, what, do you, what would you envision them seeing when they see that? I, you know, I think just, um, wanting, you know, when they, from a, from a beer standpoint, yes, beer um, standpoint. you know, just quality and ingenuity. I mean, I think that, um, you know, we, we try to have fun with, you know, with, with the beer, with the names and just kind of, you know, like, especially with the management team, et cetera, we're all here a lot and we need to enjoy work and enjoy what we do and have fun with it. And I think, and that was one thing that we tried to bring with the rebrand when, you know, a couple of years ago when we went from the 22 ounce bottles to the cans um, and really changed all of our branding was really to bring a little more personality to our, the cans that we have out there because, um, you know, we, I think we have a lot of really interesting people in the company and, you know, we're all kind of nerds about pop culture and a lot of other things and beer. Um, and so, yeah, I think just in general, maybe just, um, I want people to be excited to, to associate, like if they see proper beer that, you know, knowing there's, it's going to be worth drinking. It's, it's, it's going to be, um, of high quality and it's going to be interesting and, and flavorful. So, I love that. Yeah. Two, two more questions for you. Sure. What's one of your favorite brews that was brewed back in the day that you want to come back? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Becca, you can ask that one too if you want. Yeah, I'll pass that to Becca for a, oh. while I think about um, my own. Old uh, school brews. I mean, I'm a big fan of Instigator. Um, it was yeah. our Hellas Bach that we did, so um, a pale Bach. It was a little higher alcohol for what I would normally would drink now, but I really liked like the malt balance with it. Um, you don't see a lot of like Hellas Bachs around no. too often. And um, I mean, Rio's been gone for a minute, but I loved his recipe development. Like he had some really interesting beers that he would bring around. So yeah. um, if we were to bring one back, like tomorrow, I'd probably say the instigator Hellesbach. Look at that. That's a good question. Good answer. Right off the top of my head. All right, Andrew. You've I, got I, time. I think I would go on the draft side. I would go with the Foreign Gentleman, which was, gentleman. Um, uh, I think it was it back when it was No Brow Coffee, I think originally, or maybe they had just become La, La Barba. Or no, it was it was right when La Barba started, mm-hmm. um, and it was not No Brow, but uh, and we we did a collab with those guys, and it was uh, you know um, a, a coffee stout that was on nitro, Ooh. and we have been, done it once or twice, like not in a long it, time, a but when yeah. we do, it's it goes quick. Yeah, the staff it's loves really it. really. Good. I'm, my mouth's watering. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Nitro, Ooh. yeah, yeah, coffee Sorry, stout gentlemen. on nitro. Five percent. It was it was a great beer. So. so beers that you guys have released lately, let's say in the past couple two three years, what's one that you just can't stop? Oh, man, if I see it, I'm picking up and taking some home. Leisure brow. <laughs> see, uh, the mega yacht. I, the mega yacht. I, mean, I, I love the yacht rock. The mega yacht is, is is really really good. I mean, it's um you know it's what seven seven Point and a half percent um and, and so you know it's it's like the yacht rock is great for what it is as far as just an easy drinking. 
um, uh, you know, juicy IPA, but this is, um, you know, steps it up a notch and I really enjoy the flavor pro profile on this one. So. I think when it first came out, I was at Avenues proper and having it for the first time. For like first weekend it came out nice. and I texted Bunk and I go, this is adult orange juice. Yeah. This is dangerous. It is. Don't give this to me. It is. We <laughs> did have a possibly have a meeting the other day where we maybe possibly drink one each possibly before noon. It was real. It went down really easy. It that. was delicious. Hence <laughs> why it's delicious. Possibly. Allegedly. So, Allegedly, yes. Andrew, some collab. I like asking the question about collaborations. Yeah. Uh, you see, you've been in the state for a while. You've seen the craft brewing um, industry grow. You've seen the distilleries here in Utah grow. All, anyone on the fermentation side. Who, some collaborations you'd love to do with some of these, uh, you know, local industry people that you haven't seen. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I, I, there's a lot of them really, I, you know, I think that we, you know, we have a lot of respect for really the whole brewing community in the state and we, we've done some collabs, but, um, you know, it, it hasn't been something that we've done you know, consistently, you know, where we're doing, you know, maybe a few a year. So I thought the one that we did with you guys recently, you know, turned out really, really great. Um, and the one that we did with Moab with the cold IPA was really good. Um, so yeah, I think just kind of continuing, I don't know if I'd call out a specific brewery. Um, there's, there's so many great breweries up here. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I think, you know, maybe just continuing to, to go down that path and maybe make it more of a, not necessarily a priority, but you know, maybe you know, having some goals of hey, we want to do one a quarter or something like that. That's cool. So yeah. I respect that. Yeah. yeah. And what's some uh, some things that the community can do to support proper? You know, I I mean, just uh, coming down to our you know one. If you're going to Moab, please come check us out. Um, you know, again, we'll be open here pretty soon, and um, we're we're excited to get people from Salt Lake that are in town to come come see our new spot. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, just coming out to, uh, the, the bar, um, you know, we, especially down here at main street, we have a lot of, you know, we, we do a lot of one-offs on draft and rotate those pretty regularly. And so, um, I think all bars and restaurants, uh, need the community support. You know, it was, again, the yeah. pandemic was rough for a lot of people and, um, it's been nice to see over the last year or so things start to really come back. But, um, you know, I think we're not, not necessarily there all the way yet. So I think, you know, I, I know a lot of people's habits changed over the last uh, few years. Mm. And, and so hopefully we, we see a little more return to normal and just, yeah, just coming out and supporting, buying a beer or grabbing a beer at the grocery store, or the liquor store. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, yeah. What's something that uh, I can do as a brewer, as a, the taste masters and as a friend, what can I do to help you out, Andrew? You, not just proper, but you. That's a great question. You know, I think, uh, you know, it's great to do the podcast. I think it's really fun to, uh, you know, have an opportunity to, um, you know, be on this platform and we appreciate you know you taking the time to do that. Absolutely. Uh, help tell a little more of our story. I know you've, you know, you've, um, had time with the brew team and had time with Becca. And so it's, yeah, it's fun to be a part of it. So I'm glad, I'm glad we got to reel you in here. Becca, what's yeah. some of the goals do you want to see for proper this year? Ooh, there's so many. You got, you got boss dog right in front of you. I know. Drop him. Um, I mean, I want to see so many things. Um, I'd love, oh. Ooh, just popping some mega yacht right now. I'll take some. Um, I want to see some of our, um, one-offs like our barrel program really expand. Ooh. Um, I think that what Jeff's doing down, um, with our barrel program, we have some of the most Thank unique you. and different takes on barrel releases. One of the things that we talk about all the time is like that nobody is doing something that we've done before. So like a lot of people don't necessarily know how to, how to take it or how to judge it because there isn't something to like, you know, tie right. it to or stack it up to. So I would love to see people really supporting the unique variations and differences and, and, you know, just these funky, weird things that Jeff and the brewers come up with. Um, some of these discussions that we have, we get so passionate and so excited and then we go through it and we release it and maybe it doesn't have like the, you know, the following that we thought it was going to have and people just aren't as excited as we'd like. I want people to get really excited about the, the weird things that the Utah beer community is doing. So not even just our barrel releases, but everybody's. Right. Like, so what you said about Andrew doing it for you, then do it. I know. <laughs> We're doing all the stuff. <laughs> we do just, I just want everyone to like really 
my goal would be for more people to support that. So I want all the breweries to be able to like do the weirdest thing in their entire brain and release that and it be welcomed by the community. That is like my biggest goal. So that's really cool. Um, you know, let's get together and think about, I'll think on how we can do that. But uh, as a community, I think it's really cool to see it push everyone in our community to do the same thing. Cause I, we, we know what the pale ales and the loggers, we have no, it's a barrel age Imperial. Let's do something something fucking weird that no one else has done. That's why it's exciting. And that creative, that's what the chef or the brewer gets to have that creative freedom. And here's what my Picasso art is. Yeah. And everyone came and supported that piece of art. Exactly. And that's beautiful. That's really cool. I know. I'm always like, I want our, I want our team to feel real supported all the time. So my goal is always like, let's make those guys feel like, you know, they are the the creators of all the awesomeness, and I want everyone to support them. So, as being the on um, that side, like the other side of it, if some if you like your team can make that happen for if, if I was one of your brewers and made that happen for me as a brewer, I would be in tears. I'm not gonna lie, that's really cool. That's really cool, Becca. God, you're awesome. I know. I'm like a mom. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Becca, thank you so much for, for uh, making this happen and sitting time uh, out of your busy day to you know talk beer, talk proper. And Andrew, it is great to meet you. I think you're Likewise. fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I've heard nothing but good things, except for that one time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But thank you for answering all my you know, questions and, and taking time out of your, your schedule. And, and what you guys said, you're giving the 100% attention, and I'm here. And thank you. And it's respected and, and loved. And I can't wait to see what happens for you. I, I hope the success, all the success for you. And if there's anything I can do for you, my man, inside or out of the brewing industry, just let me know. David, yeah. keep doing the interviews in the podcast with people like in the different parts of the beer industry because the beer industry is so and even just the fermentation industry here mm. is so far reaching there's so many different roles and so many different positions and it's really refreshing to have somebody who's you know we're, like the brewers are amazing but it's nice to have somebody who will give a little attention to somebody maybe behind the scenes yeah. um because there's a lot of work that goes into keeping a brewery, right. you know, moving and the creative and everything that isn't just the liquid in your glass. Right. So yeah. I really the love that you front, do front of house, back that. of house, you know, cold side, hot side production, all of it. I think everyone, we're a family and it's, for me, it's, it's really difficult to try to get, every, you know, a lot of the brewers or the main people are, are seen, but behind the scenes, like, ah, that they're, they're making our, us thrive as well, you know? So yeah, I will try my best. Thank Becca. You. We, we all got, we all have goals. Thank you. So, thank you. <laughs> David, what, what, uh, I guess first of all, how long has the podcast been going? Um, I secretly just celebrated the three year anniversary. <gasps> secretly, okay. yeah. Nice. I just don't. Nice. I, I, it's not about me, so I don't want to like. It's we're three years old. I just nah. So as a you know, as a brewer who you know, I'm sure has a has a busy schedule. Um, you know, obviously you have to make it a priority to to make the time and you know one spend the time reaching out and setting these things up and then and then making them happen. Right. You know what made you want to do that. Um, the, to be honest with you, is, is um, nothing means more to me than being uh, have someone give a fuck about me. When I felt when I felt someone that I looked up to uh, highly, remember my name, give me their attention, and give me a little bit of their love or you know support, I felt like a million dollars. And so if I can do that just a little bit for individuals like you guys. Like I will remember, I'm good with names. That's my superpower, I guess. Names and faces. I'll remember you. Uh, I'm a hugger, and if, you, if, if anyone out there doesn't like hugs, I'm sorry, but I'm a hugger. Whether it's a you know a side hug or a full on hug, because for that brief moment, just like you, Andrew, mm-hmm. I like to give my attention, and I like quality over quantity. So, yeah, I I, I wanted to. I met these brewers at the time. Uh, I didn't. I realized that as a bartender, I was selling this product that they put their heart and soul into. And had to explain it to the customers who all they want to drink is Bud Light and Budweiser and Michelob Ultra, which right. no diss to these beers, but I I wanted to be able. They put their heart and soul into this product, and I was the fir- the first line of defense to sell or to have their product appreciated mm-hmm. and try to convince someone who's a Bud Light drinker, hey, we got something like that. It's crafted here at Maiden House, right? And then hear their story, like why are you why are you doing this? And that's where I as a rabbit hole, and I jumped yeah. down that hard, and yeah. that's where the podcast came from, and that's when he. It turned into trying to educate myself, and now it's I'm just strictly just showcasing the artists behind the scenes. That's it. Yeah. I think they deserve to be heard. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, that's that's an interesting. Um, what what did you like? So people that are Bud Light drinkers and stuff like, mm-hmm. did you feel like you had much success in getting people to, you know, 
Try right. something new when, try, you, when yes. you were bartending? Converting, probably not. Sure. But trying, absolutely. Yeah. I, can, I can give you a light lager. I can give you a Hellas. Or I can give you some type of lager in the same realm. Hey, you tried something. And my favorite aha was just because it's a darkened color doesn't mean it's darkened palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where people are like, oh, this is so awesome and crushable and beautiful and complexity and, and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. And it's dark. To you. At first, you're like, I don't drink dark beer. Because you automatically think stouts. Mm-hmm. Most people do anyway. Heavy and right. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be full, right? right? Yeah, but this brown ale kicks ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you are a hype man at heart, and it's shocking that you didn't go into sales because I think you would have a great uh, uh, life in sales. I think you would be really good at sales. So if you want to come into sales, you can call me. Yeah, I just get, <laughs> I can offer a job at Proper. <laughs> we can talk. You have to ask for it. No, but I appreciate you guys for supporting and always and Andrew taking time, Becca taking the time. Um, yeah, this is continue to hear everyone's story and thanks for sharing your story I'll see you in Moab absolutely thank I'll you. see you in Moab and I'll, I'll, until the next 10. beverage my friends February 10th cheers cheers this has been another episode of the Tastemasters find us on Instagram at the underscore Tastemasters Twitter at the Tastemasters or on Facebook as the Tastemasters like share subscribe dm us for any questions or leave a review tell your friends and thanks for listening produce and recorded at fuse audio give them a follow at fuse underscore audio